0: Hey there, welcome to the inn. Before you pull up a chair, drop off your stuff at the storage shed, craft a few traveling rations, let's sit back, relax, and join us for some rested XP. Hey everybody, MTB Trigger here, and with me as always is my co-host Ronald, aka Eric. If you're brand new, welcome. This is a new world podcast, and our goal is to get better at the game, and we hope you come along with us for that journey. This show, and all other XP media shows, are 100% listener-supported, outside the occasional sponsored episode, so keep your ears open for those, but we greatly appreciate anybody who has supported us in the past or continues to support us on Patreon. Thank you very much.
1: What's up, everybody? Tonight, we're going to get back into New World. We're going to talk about gathering. All the things you can mine, harvest, cut down, chop up, skin, all the things you can fill your bags with and get encumbered and have to make the walk of shame back to whatever settlement you're closest to. But first, why don't we tell everyone where they can find us in-game? Right now, we are located on the U.S. East Realm, Zabalba
0: X-I-B-A-L-B-A, and we are on the Covenant Faction, the Yellow Guys. So if you want to join us, make sure you roll with the yellow guys, the yellow faction. And we're in a company called the Pachinki Logging Company. So if you find somebody in there, most everybody can invite, but you can always reach out to myself or Ronald. In-game is MTB Trigger, Ronald's is Ronald Gaming. Don't hesitate to reach out and get into the company. So I cannot wait to talk about gathering. But before we do that, let's talk about our weeks in New World. How was your last week playing the game, man? How'd it go?
1: Uh, it's pretty great. I'm really enjoying Uh, actually doing some leveling. Did a lot of gathering and a lot of uh profession stuff kind of early on and decided, hey, want to level a little bit. So currently working my way through the mid 40s and got into the winter zone of Great Cleave. And so it's been kind of fun to do that. Really work through some town board stuff in all kinds of zones. And what I really like about the way the leveling grind is set up is that you really can design your own choose-your-own-adventure kind of scenario. If you want to level through some board quests, you want to do some faction quests, you want to do some storyline quests, it, it really is pretty cool. So I've been just leveling, been buying some new armor every now and then and uh, getting things and uh, cutting down lots of trees. How about you?
0: Well, I, as I was thinking about uh, talking about, you know, harvesting and gathering and all the different things that you can fill your bags with, I actually had two, like awesome new world stories happened this week. And the first one was I was out just kind of working on armor or armoring armor smithing. What is it? What is it even called? It's it's armoring. It's armoring. So I was just out doing iron runs, looking for linen and all the stuff, right, all the stuff that goes into armoring. And I was uh, hitting an iron vein in Monarch's Bluffs, and I was coming down a mountain, kind of scaling this mountain. And all of a sudden, like off in the distance, probably like 100 meters away, I just see this chain of people vaulting up the side of the mountain. And we're talking 75 to 100 characters just vaulting up and running. So I got closer and I ran up and it was a bunch of marauders and they were all flagged for PVP and they were all heading from where I was northwest towards the town. So it's just this huge ball of PvP-enabled players, and I think they were just sweeping through Monarch's Bluff, just probably killing anyone and everything in their path. It looked like they were heading to maybe one of the contested forts, or maybe they were going to harass people trying to leave Monarch's Bluff, who were PvP-flagged, but it was just a—it was one of those moments where, you know, you just something odd happens, and then all of a sudden you're thinking about it like... What is going on there? So I followed him for a little bit and then I realized that I really just wanted to keep keep on my route. So I went back to it. But I thought that was an awesome little encounter. The more interesting one, or at least the one that I probably won't ever forget, was I was doing the same thing. I was out just kind of uh gathering and, and picking stuff up, which we're gonna talk a lot about later, and I just love it. But I had accidentally PvP flagged, and I didn't even realize it. And so I'm out working on some iron and all of a sudden I take big damage and I was bleeding and I was like, or maybe I was on fire and I'm like, that's weird. So I turn around and I see the little red plus sign on an enemy who's probably 30 yards away and I was like, oh my gosh, I must have PVP flagged. So I start running and dodging and drinking potions and eating food to keep my health up and I realize he's three or four levels higher than I am. And so I'm like, okay, I need to heal up. I either need to get the high ground or get away from this guy. And he was just chasing me down and chasing me down and chasing me down. I probably ran and hid and ducked and covered for like five minutes straight. And we finally get out to this east edge of Monarch's Bluff, like northeast. And I'm kind of boxed into this area across a river up on top of some rocks. And as I'm running away from this guy, I run across the rocks, and there's a guy fishing at the headwaters of this river, and he's PvP flagged and like 20 levels less than I am. And I had basically realized I was going to die to this other guy. So I slaughtered this like level 14 character before this other guy came up and just completely dominated me. And I got him down to about 40% health. But at the time, I was messing around with a spear and a bow, which wasn't my normal build. I've been running rapier and fire staff i so, so i knew i was at a disadvantage because i just wasn't very good with those weapons yet and this just this guy just slaughtered me he was comboing me and he was running a spear and a musket and just absolutely destroyed me but i got my punch in on another uh marauder they were both marauders and this guy was just <laughs> fishing away but he was pvp flagged and i just destroyed him so i feel a little bad but It's his own, it's his own faction member's fault for driving me in that direction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I haven't really done much PVP yet. I've kind of just been enjoying the PVE game. I think like the most interesting thing that happened to me randomly in the world actually is discovering how (laughs) vicious bears are. Dude, bears just wrecked me. I got a quest to kill some bears in the, the Restless Shore like right between Weaver's Fen and the Restless Shore. And I tried to do the quest and this big giant bear, like two shot. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I'm dead. (laughs) And then I I was like, okay, we got to try this again. So I tried to get a little bit closer and, you know, and I was ready to go. And the bear just killed me like in two shots It was terrible. And I was like, okay, that uh, that was pretty crazy. So I got wrecked by a bear. And then and my way out of that area, as I'm licking my wounds, What happens? I run into a big, nasty alligator of three levels higher than me. (laughs) And I have like a five minute like dodging fight with this alligator. And I did beat him just barely. I used multiple healing potions, multiple just running away and moving around and ended up killing it. But, you know, it's funny how this game allows you to escape damage, but still maintain aggro and PVE. And it's not the same as PVP, like you were saying, but it kind of just reminded me of how you run into a higher, much higher level mob, you can actually kind of work your way, you know, with the action combat system. And it's so different than other MMOs that, you know, that we've played with the action combat system. You can actually kind of dodge and weave your way around.
0: Bears are mean, dude. They're, if you run into a bear at the wrong time or just aren't ready for it, they can absolutely destroy you, even if they're way under your level. They're just nasty if they chain together some hits. And I was thinking about that because I've been mostly playing ranged. And I think as melee, bears just have to be kind of brutal because I know you're playing with the Great Axe and, you know, being being toe to toe with a bear just doesn't sound like a good time to me.
1: So, yeah, the Great Axe has been really fun to play with. I've enjoyed really uh, being in melee. I prefer melee play style. Uh, The other MMOs I've played, I've liked to get kind of in the mix of it, play melee, either tank or DPS. And the Great Axe has been a lot of fun. I like the special abilities, like to get into it. And for the most part, I haven't had many problems, really, wearing heavy armor and stacking strength with just a little bit of constitution has given me fair amount of hit points and durability. But for some reason, bears and alligators, they just, bears more so than alligators, but a bear of equal level is really hard to kill. And uh, sometimes archers or long-distance PVE mobs can be really hard to kill as well. And there's a couple of spots I've run into in the 40s where you can aggro multiple ranged PVE enemies from multiple angles. So you're getting shot, you know, from multiple angles and you got to be kind of really on your game. Otherwise, it's very hard to get through whatever zone you're trying to get through. So all in all, uh, really interesting and still loving it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It's, It's one of the things that I love and it's not something we'll dig into too deep, but the fact that different mobs, different monsters pose such a different challenge for the different weapon builds and the weapon types, I think is just a really unique thing because largely bears have messed me up when I'm close to them, but I can usually kill them before they get to me or stay far enough away from them. But things like spear throwers, really mess up ranged unless you're really on top of your dodging because they can knock you down and they throw them. And as melee, I just imagine that's not as much of a thing. So it's kind of cool that those challenges are there for for the different builds. I really want to switch gears and, and get back into gathering because it's one of those topics that I've seen just a tremendous amount of discussion around farming routes and where to get this and how do you get certain things and you have access to all of these different systems right out of the gate in this game. Whenever there's something that has no rails on it that we like to say, you know, it's, you can kind of go in whatever direction you want and you can change directions whenever you want as well you know, for somebody that hasn't played an MMO, or maybe you're just coming back to MMOs after a long hiatus, this can be an extremely overwhelming system. But for the seasoned MMO player, it's kind of like, oh, choose your own adventure, <laughs> kind of like you were talking about as it related to how you gain experience, it kind of exists in the professions and the gathering profession as well. And so what I wanted to take a minute to do was talk about kind of where the, the gathering professions come from and, and what we would see in a typical MMO and, and kind of how New World does it different. So in, in a typical MMO, you were typically limited, right? So you would have the choice between a bunch of different professions. You know, you could make a, a couple interesting decisions. Like if you say you could only pick two, you could pick a gathering profession and then a crafting profession, and oftentimes you would choose to pair those together so that they would help each other out. You would gather something and use it for crafting, but that's all you could do was those two. Some people would do double gathering, right, depending on the game, so they could sell everything they gathered just to make money and then buy what they needed, and then the really crazy people would do two professions and buy all the things they needed to level those two professions without any sort of gathering ability. Where New World does it different is every character can do every gathering and every profession and every type of refining out of the gate. So we'll talk more about those systems and how it it works. But when you were faced with that decision of (laughs) how do you approach this game's gathering, right? We're just going to focus on gathering for this episode because- immediately, you're faced with all of these things that can be picked up. So, I mean, what did you think when you first saw that?
1: Well, I first realized that you weren't limited to, say, two or four, or the system didn't force you to make a matching gathering choice to maybe a crafting profession. I was actually really excited, you know, early on in beta when we were like, oh, wait, this that's the way this works. Ever since then, it's been like, okay, I like that I can kind of do a little bit of everything. Now, I will admit it's a little overwhelming. Even for us who have been playing MMOs for a long time, this system is pretty well fleshed out for the original release of a game, a 1.0 release. But I found myself really enjoying the fact that just about everything out in the open world is harvestable. So trees, bushes, nuts, blueberries, potatoes, squash, you know, whatever you can kill in skin. There's a lot of interactivity out in the world, mining nodes, and I really think that that makes the world feel more interesting. And it doesn't really penalize you for staying in a low-level zone or moving on to a high-level zone. The whole world is relevant because one person can do so many different things. It really makes the entire map relevant. And I really like that because in general, Most MMOs are designed on rails so that you eventually level out and move out of a certain area, and you really don't have a reason to go back to that area. And I like that New World has kept every area relevant through the different systems. And tonight, we're going to focus on gathering, and the gathering system definitely does that.
0: Yeah, and the professions in New World that fall under the gathering category are logging, mining, fishing, harvesting and tracking and skinning. Again, it, the game's really good at pointing these things out, but when you're first getting rolling, you don't have a whole lot of bag space. To your point, everything in the world basically can be skinned or harvested or mined or <laughs> chopped down in, in some form. So, you really are faced with decisions early on. Picking which way to go or what to focus on can be a real challenge cuz you know, you don't really know what materials go with what i mean if you've played you know games with crafting before you can kind of deduce which ones are going to match up like mining is going to go with weaponsmithing and armoring and maybe engineering but there's a lot more depth to it than that because each gathering profession also has levels right so you level up each gathering profession which allows you to track certain things and then it allows you to harvest or mine or gather higher level materials, you know, so you may be running around and see something that you can't harvest or you can't mine. So then you can focus on it and do that. Well, one of the things that's really important to understand with that is you have to also be able to refine those things. And each profession, because everybody can do everything, there's a very real need for a lot of different types of materials, which, again, you can choose. You can, you know, I want to do one profession and one gathering and specialize in those. Then you you can set up trade opportunities. You could use the other gathering stuff just to sell. You just have you have so many choices right out of the box. For me, <laughs> this is where it gets kind of funny. There were so many choices out of the box that I just made the decision to do everything, <laughs> which which I think is a little crazy, but I've fallen in love with, with all of the systems and how they play off of each other. And that's been one of the most exciting exploration pieces of this game is, you know, what things need to be gathered and, and how they play in with each other, what things commonly are combined, what professions use them. And so... You know, one of my very first goals in the game was to get all of my gathering up to a hundred. I was for going questing, I was for going doing instances. I was just enthralled by the sound of chopping wood, the sound of mining and finding out where this stuff is at. I made the choice of not making a choice and just doing all the things. Um, so I'm kind of curious what what your strategy was once you started digging into these things.
1: Well, I found myself really interested in mining and I guess logging, cutting trees down. And then at first, I was a little confused, to be honest with you, about how harvesting worked. I didn't know the difference between like harvesting a bush or harvesting a nut. And, you know, a bush is considered to be logging, and yet like harvesting, you know, squash or nuts next to the tree or something is considered to be harvesting. So, I worked that out, you know, just figured that out early on. And then I just kind of thought, well, this is really cool. So I just really focused on harvesting everything and leveling my gathering professions more so than leveling my actual uh, armorsmithing or whatever professions. You know, there's kind of like three different phases. You gather, you refine, and then you create. And I've focused more on my gathering and refining. And so I would go out and I would, come back with, you know, a bunch of young or green wood and I would turn that into charcoal or turn that into timber or whatever and and just start making that, refining it. So I kind of level both of those kind of in pairs and then kind of took shots at the dark at crafting things but really haven't paid too much attention to that yet. But I've noticed that it's fun for me. What I like to do, I like to run around and quest and sometimes I just like to go fill my bags up with one thing and see how much I can get. Like one day I was just looking for hemp and fibers and I had, you know, close to 6,000 before I went back and had to unload. And I I don't know, it's just interesting. It's mindless and relaxing and I've kind of focused on gathering and refining at this point.
0: And so when you were doing that, did you start selling that stuff? Did you, you know, because you're right. I mean, the the process in the game is really to harvest and we're gonna stay focused there as much as we can. It's hard not to talk about refining and uh, the crafting side of things. But uh, so, what did you do there? Did your strategy? You said you focused on harvesting and then the refining. Was your strategy to you know hold on to the mats? Did you you know sell them? Like, what was your what was your end game there?
1: Well, early on in any MMO experience, any mats that you can create, especially low level mats, are going to be somewhat valuable because people have different strategies and different things that they enjoy doing. So for example, some people really, really enjoy pushing their crafting, but they don't want to go gather mats. And so I take the opportunity in that situation to sell as much as I can early on. I I generally speaking like to have a nice war chest full of, you know, gold so that I can buy whatever I want to make my leveling experience tailored, you know, in a specific way. And so I basically focused on refining things and then selling those mats and kind of learning the refining process, how you add refining reagents, the different types of uncommon and rare reagents and what they do, and then the, and then luck involved and even having food to buff the refining process, uh, all that kinds of thing, or buff the gathering process, all those kinds of things and yeah i mean i threw it up on the different auction houses and i've noticed that you can use different level mats you know don't sell your low level mats in a high level area or a medium level area you want to sell your tier 2 tier 3 mats in in the level 30 plus area and if you do that and you kind of keep the appropriate level mats at the appropriate level settlement and the the trading posts you can really make a lot of gold and so far that's really worked out well for me i Will level everything eventually, but for right now, I like being able to just pop in at a new settlement and buy whatever gear I I see that I want. And so, yeah, I've focused on kind of making money early game.
0: I think that's I think it's really cool, you know, because in like World of Warcraft, when I played that, I would often level my characters with double gathering and just sell everything along the way so that I could buy really whatever I needed gear wise and then mounts in that game and basically could just fund my character by gathering and selling. And part of the reason is that I like to do that was you would learn, you know, where stuff was at and the value of it as you were leveling. Kind of to your point, like there's some people that don't want to farm at all. They don't want to gather. You know, there's many people that listen to this episode and be like, I don't, I'm i not going to gather at all. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to spend money to to buy what I need rather than, Go gather it. And that's totally fine. This game allows that. You don't have to gather, refine, or craft in this game. You can just quest. You could just do instances. You could just PvP. And I think that's one of the the big wins of New World. Interestingly, I I kind of planned on making money early on and using gathering to to fuel my money needs and just, you know, create a large stockpile so I could play the market a little bit. You know, we joked a lot about logging and, you know, how, you know, when in doubt, go chop a tree down. The funny part is if your character gets bugged or you're getting glitched or anything else, if you go do some gathering action of any kind, it usually fixes any sort of glitch with your character. So we did have a few instances where someone's like, I can't loot. I can't do anything. And it was like, go hit a tree and then it would fix it. I I really uh, fell in love with the gathering in this game. I've really come to love the strategy behind trying to create efficient farming routes to support the professions. And, you know, as you move into refining and professions, you know, depending on what you pick, you're going to need stuff from a couple different areas. You know, you may need leather and you may need the linen. Or in some cases, you may need leather, linen, and some ore or some some bars, some smelted bars, and you need them in various quantities. And so some of the professions require more metals, some require more linen, some require more leather. And this goes across the board for all the professions. And so I I was trying to line up my gathering routes to support whatever I was trying to level at the time. I started figuring out where to go and how to do it. And, you know, if I want iron, which is one of the things that you need in great quantity if you're going to level multiple professions or you pick one that needs metal. And so I kind of set out in a bunch of different zones to find one that I liked to run around in. I kind of settled on Monarch's Bluff as, as the place that I really, really enjoy working on iron. You know, so when you were working on gathering, when you were working on refining, Did you find yourself just kind of exploring and and gathering everything up or were you trying to find routes or find common areas where you could get certain materials? Like, were you using it to learn where stuff is or were you using it more as a, well, if I'm exploring, I'm going to do this while I'm exploring?
1: I think I used it more as, well, I'm exploring, so I might as well take advantage of something I can do as a value add to my exploration time. What I really enjoyed was that looking for certain mats was not really something I was trying to do specifically, but I kind of ended up noticing where certain things kind of spawn. And along the way, it takes you all around the map so that when you do get, say, a town board quest later on, you like, oh, yeah, I understand that part of the map. You need to go here, go there. I've been there, you know, that those kinds of things. I really didn't intentionally look for a certain type of thing. And I, I wish I could say I was as organized as you were, but I really wasn't. I kind of just decided, oh, this run, I'm going to go fill my bags with, you know, lumber, aged wood or whatever. I think that the most important thing I did intentionally was I realized that as you progress through the game, you know, higher level things become available to harvest, whether it's the blue trees or the the 175 mining nodes or whatever. You, You know, there's certain points at which, you know, I think the first one's 35 and the next one's maybe 50 and then 75, 100. There's just certain things, especially with harvesting, that you just have to level that skill to be able to get. And I really didn't want to be in a position where I ran across something that I couldn't get. My focus was sticking around Monarch Bluffs, you know, where I started to get my skills up high enough so that, as I went around into the rest of the open world, there wasn't too many things that I couldn't just harvest or mine or chop down or whatever, and I think that really helped me. I was pretty intentional about that uh it was a little bit of a grind for a day or two, you know, just pushing those things kinda especially over that hundred mark really allows you to take advantage of basically everything you see in the open world for a long time.
0: Yeah. So can, when you talk about the hundred mark, you're talking about getting each of the gathering professions up to level 100, right?
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And and what that largely unlocks is, you know, the, the harvesting of, I think it's tier three materials. I don't know if it's tier three necessarily, but the idea is that when you're running around, you'll see herbs or you'll see ore or you'll see these things. And if you run up to them, it'll tell you what level it is to harvest it or gather it or mine it. I got to start saying gathering. Harvesting is the thing I would almost always say in other games. But in this game, harvesting is actually one of the gathering professions. (laughs) So I'm confusing myself saying it. But because those things are and can be valuable, And it plays in, right? So if you're just listening to this and you're just starting to gather, one of the most important things to know about the professions, and again, we're not going to go super deep on this, but most of the professions, as you start crafting higher tier stuff, require some amount and usually a significant amount of lower materials of the same type. So if you're going to craft something with metal, it will usually take a higher piece of metal and then some some quantity of lower tier metal as well. So as you start harvesting the higher level stuff, one of the things I think New World did really well is they didn't trivialize old content. And they've done this in so many areas. They've done it with what you mentioned before, the town board quest. They've done it with the faction missions that you can keep getting even in the lower level zones. And they've also done it in harvesting because when you run across lower level ore or level level herbs, even as you've gained a lot of levels, those things are still very valuable. And in a lot of cases, can be transmuted or refined all the way up into higher level materials. So they never are trivial, even in the end game, because you either need them for refining or you actually need them in the crafting recipes. And so spending the time to level up a gathering profession isn't just to, so you can just stop, you know, getting the other materials. It's just a bonus in what you can pick up. So if you like to get rare items or try to, you know, sell things and push those levels, it can be really important to take the time to level your gathering skills. So you're not maybe leaving money on the table or leaving opportunity to craft your own gear on the table. I think that's something that New World's done really well compared to other games that I've played. Once you got to the next level of gathering, typically you would never go back for the previous tiers unless it was to just get your profession leveled up a little bit or you were just farming to sell stuff. In this game, they've made every tier of gathered materials actually useful throughout the Entire game, at least so far, that I've seen. And I just think that is a phenomenal decision by the developers.
1: It's still interesting when you get to be higher level. And that is just such a unique choice that they made. And they actually pulled it off. It's still fun to go back to any zone. And really, aside from the monsters being, you know, a certain level so that you can progress through the game, when you're a higher level and you go back to a lower level zone, it doesn't really feel like you're going back to a place that you don't belong. It just feels like you're going to a spot where you need to do a certain task. And I really like the faction questing system and the town board system. It, to me, replaces what I would consider some of the weaknesses with daily questing in World of Warcraft, where daily questing was kind of like a town board system or or in a faction system. However, it was limited to a certain type of quest or kind of a world event or something. And what New World has done here is basically said, hey, we're going to throw you know hundreds of quests at you. You do whatever you want. The whole world gives you something useful. And any system in the game gives you something useful. You do whatever you want. And so far, they really have pulled off kind of this unicorn of a MMO system where everything seems fun, depending on what you feel like doing at that time. And I'm really enjoying that.
0: Yeah, I... I can't agree with that enough. I think for me, it boils down to we talk about interesting decisions, right? So if you've heard us talk about this on Tarkov or even PUBG, we love when games give the opportunity for interesting decisions. And as you level up your professions and your gathering, you're presented with interesting decisions like, okay, well, I have access to all of these additional things that I can craft but it requires a bunch of different material. So I can either try to find farming routes that allow me to gather all of that stuff, or I can focus on one pattern and just gather the things I need for that one pattern and make a bunch of those to level up. Um, or I can try to make gear for myself. Again, with all as you unlock the ability to harvest or gather or mine or skin more and more things, it really... Changes your decision about what you're going to do when you run out into the world to, you know, progress in gathering and then maybe refining and then maybe professions. But as you level up, not only do you get access to get more things, but you're also presented with tracking. And this is another like really unique thing is that once you get to certain levels, you will actually end up being able to track on your compass on the top of your screen where some of these lower level materials are so you don't necessarily need to hunt for them as much they're kind of presented to you as like hey this is over here you can go get it you just ran by it it's just one of those extra little bonuses of leveling that kind of rewards you for putting in the time to progress that I think was really well thought out because then it takes the focus off of that old material and knowing exactly where they are and now you get a little help when you're kind of in proximity to it. And I just think that's a neat little bonus for progressing within the gathering professions themselves.
1: Absolutely. It's super interesting. The tracking thing, I totally forgot to, to uh, mention that before, so I'm glad you brought it up. I really think it's cool that you can start to track the things that you maybe need for your your professions if you're going to get into uh, creating things or, you know, or refining things, you need different reagents and in, in those types of things. And it it seems to be at a good pace. You know, like mining was one that I really noticed it, where all of a sudden when I could track star metal, I felt like, ooh, I've got something good. <laughs> you know, and then it goes in the other way too, like you can track nuts and they're all over the place. Like there's nuts under every tree. <laughs> and it's literally just can, crazy.
0: Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the funniest moments I've had in this game, and you even like prefaced it like, all right, guys, get your jokes out. You know, since we do a clean show, we'll, we'll keep it pretty PG here. But I think one of the funniest statements I've heard in this game was, does anybody know if you can get the nuts off of my screen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that was a moment, you know, we're in discord with the boys. Let's put it this way. My desire to get that information was more than what I knew was going to be coming from asking the question. <laughs> I haven't laughed that
0: hard or as immaturely in a very long time, and it, it, I don't think I'll ever forget it and Now every time I run by you know a uh, a tree that has a little patch of nuts at the bottom i've uh, I've been chuckling a little bit every time since since hearing that. But to uh, to disappoint most folks, uh, once you get the ability to track nuts, you, in fact, cannot remove them from the top of your screen. Once you become a nut tracker, you will always be a nut tracker. This is true. <laughs> so good luck not smiling or chuckling at that. <laughs> it's uh it's a it's a thing tracking nuts. So anyway, on the subject of kind of bonuses or extras, As it relates to gathering specifically, I think they've also done a really good job in the experience gained for performing the gathering activities, you know, so if you get really into leveling harvesting or leveling mining or leveling skinning, you get a significant amount of experience. And I don't mean that to be like just mining is going to be the best way to level. That's not true. But if you take some time to do mining, your player gets experience alongside you leveling up your mining experience. There are two systems. You're not punished progression wise on your overall character by taking the time to level your gathering professions. I think they've put the amount of experience in a really good spot where if you spend a lot of time gathering, you will notice your experience bar for your player making noticeable jumps and noticeable gains. I just love that, that if I choose to spend two hours running around farming or while mining, I'll probably gain a couple bars of experience. I just think that's a really good decision with that so that you're not punished for moving your crafting, refining, or gathering experience forward.
1: Yeah, I have not felt at all yet like I am forced to progress levels to do anything that I want to do. So if that means that I'm gonna take some time to specifically just do gathering or specifically do crafting or do some PVP or do some whatever, I just have not felt pressured into doing anything because the game flows very well with whatever level you're at. I've never played an MMO like this where the whole world seems to just not punish you for doing one particular thing. Like if you are someone who enjoys crafting, or if you are someone who just enjoys PvP, or if you are someone who just enjoys PvE, you're just not punished. And I know I've said that a couple times tonight even, but it's just such a weird experience in a good way that it just needs to be pointed out.
0: I agree. And I, I'm also excited to see how all of the different playstyles start to affect the overall world because I've largely been focused on gathering and professions. But just a few days ago, I had my first experience where something that I know is in the game, but haven't really been doing except for accidentally, which is PvP, actually affected my playstyle. And in the moment, I was like, oh, this sucks. But as I thought more about it, I was like, this is actually really neat. Because as someone who was just doing gathering and crafting to have one of the towns, actually the main town that I was, you know, my recall point was at and all my storage was at, we controlled that for the first like week and a half of the game. And we controlled like three or four other territories. And that allowed me to move materials pretty easily between them when I needed to. I didn't do a lot of that, but I did a little bit. So when we lost that territory, I no longer had the ability to transfer my mats around To some of the other places where I was commonly crafting because they had higher crafting spots, which again, we'll get into all of that at a later on a later show. But the idea is I could transfer stuff around and then PVP caused me to rethink because we lost that zone how or where I should be gathering or where I should be storing it. And I actually ended up storing certain types of materials in different locations and changed up my farming routes for gathering because I didn't want to have to go to Everfall in this case and pull my materials out every time and then fast travel somewhere else and spend all of my, you know, hard-earned Azoth doing that. So I, I just, I love how there's a potential to make people who may not be interested in a system or a certain feature of the game or a certain part of New World, but it, it it may cause them to take notice of it or learn more about it or what they can do to not allow that to happen again. Because I haven't PvP'd. I didn't do wars in the betas. I haven't done them here. I don't really even know what goes in yet to understanding how towns get controlled by a faction and how they're maintained. I look forward to learning all of that. That's part of my interest in this game is PVP. I just haven't done it yet. But that piqued my interest and it was a natural moment in the game that caused me to be like, what happened? Oh my gosh, how did we lose that? And I started asking questions and talking to people and discovering something new. And I just think there's so much opportunity for that, that I I can't wait to see more.
1: Yeah. The PVP control of the different zones, areas, whatever, in the context of gathering really is all about, okay, making the choice of which storage shed you're going to store what. And after a while, you will kind of do that because you gather so much stuff in this game. You end up with so many things that you will probably want to center your storage of certain material in places where they have the highest upgraded areas to work that. So the highest, you know, workshop forge, whatever. But then there is a significant advantage to being in a place where your faction controls because it reduces the cost of, of those things as well. And we'll get into that when we get into the professions. But you can also quest in an area and then in significantly increase your storage capacity by becoming more known in that area and applying those buffs that you get for the area. So there's so many systems. It gets really deep. But on the surface, just gathering is just so much fun. And I think it's such a well-designed thing to be able to just relax, log in, run around, chop around some trees, go back to the town, and not feel like you wasted any time.
0: Right. <laughs> Which is such a cool way to put that. And, you know, there's there's a few other things that I just want to throw out there that if you're, you know, thinking about New World, if you're brand new to New World or you're brand new to MMOs, there's a couple other things that New World does that as it relates to gathering that are really cool in order to gather things. So in order to um, do harvesting, you need a sickle. In order to mine, you need to pick. In order to, you know, chop down a tree, you need a logging axe. In order to fish, you need a pole. In order to skin, you need a skinning knife. Well, each of those can also have better versions crafted, you know, so you start with flint. And then the materials don't really matter when you're low level. So don't really worry about this. Just know that there's better versions. But there's flint, and then you get iron, and then you get steel, and then you can get star metal, and then you get orichalcum. I think that's how you say it. Orcalcum. Ori tools, as they're commonly referred to. Those can have modifiers on them. And there's things like luck that you can get on gear and on your tools to find rarer materials there's things like your yield. You can have a higher percentage of materials come out of each thing that you gather. As you upgrade them, the the speed at which you perform the gathering operation is reduced. You know, so by just simply upgrading your tools, you can harvest and gather and mine and do everything a lot quicker. So there's even a system for what you're using to gather materials to do it faster, or to find more rare materials, or to just get more materials in general. And then there's bags that can have properties like reduces the weight of bars and ore and gems and things like that. So it's such a deep system. And as you dig into it, you, you just uncover how, you know, if you just focus on this piece of the game, you could optimize your entire gear set just for gathering. You could do it for a specific gathering type, or you could try to have bonus luck on all the different types. There's just so much opportunity to try different things or target different things within gathering. You know, if, if there's a pattern that you really want to craft to level up that requires like a rare type of lumber, well, you could get, you know, lumbering luck gear, try to reduce how long it takes to gather that. Or you could use the same strategy to sell rare materials. Like there's so many options within just gathering. And we're just like, I mean, again, we're just a couple weeks into the game and you can pick so many different directions to go with gathering or you can choose not to do it at all. And I think that is awesome. It's such a great concept for a profession system within an MMO or even an RPG. So I wanted to bring all of that into the conversation in case maybe you're lower level or even higher level, maybe you didn't know there was upgraded tools. I mean, there was there was a long time where I didn't know I unlocked another bag slot. So maybe there's one person out there that hears this and finds out that they're level 20 and they're running around with flint gathering tools and, and they need to upgrade those and it could reduce how much time they're spending gathering. If one person hears that, <laughs> I would have loved it. Love to hear from you if it helps you out, but maybe it'll just be for the folks that are brand new and find this episode later.
1: Yeah. And I want to especially emphasize that one person that hears about the bag slot, because that was me. (laughs) I remember I was like level 25 or 27, and I just didn't notice, wasn't paying much attention. And someone said, hey, you know, have you crafted your second bag? And I was like, second bag? What are you talking about, dude? (laughs) It's It's awesome that, you know, there's just so many things you can do, quality of life stuff, all of that. But just the fact that it's so much fun to discover new things in MMOs. We're in the honeymoon stage with New World, and I'm enjoying just discovering all the things. And I I wish that this kind of stage could last forever, but eventually we'll have a pretty good knowledge of the game. And then, you know, it shifts into optimization and min-maxing and all that stuff. But man, for right now, gathering is awesome. It's fun to discover all the different things you can gather. And let me tell you, once you get up into harvesting, there's all different types of models of things you can harvest. And some of them are pretty cool, like the, the different fire bushes that actually are like little mini like volcanoes. And there's all kinds of different vegetables on a farm. And so you run around and look at a farm and then you're out in the world and there's herbs and blueberries and hemp. And it's just so cool. It's so deep. The systems are so interesting. And I hope everyone is enjoying uh, running around gathering and especially the fact that, hey, if you're really into it, you're still leveling at the same time.
0: I agree. And, and really, my, my last thing, my last little piece of strategy, my tip is that if you're out there and you hear the logging noise, or if you hear the mining noise, you know, you may you may want to go inspect it because if someone's mining it could signal that there's a you know a valuable a valuable set of you know two or three things to be mined it kind of poses a question right if you run up on a a set of three mining nodes you know if it's if it's somebody from your faction do you take one of those nodes and say later nerd if it's somebody from another faction do you definitely mine it <laughs> you know but you can use sound in this game to actually narrow in on if someone's close to you or maybe you need to change your route, right? Maybe you're not seeing anything on your route. You know, if you hear a bunch of people mining around you, you may want to run to another area or something like that. So don't uh, don't turn off your sound all the way if you don't have to, because it can uh, really signal you on on some really gathering focused activities.
1: Oh man, running up and stealing that third node. Is such a dirty thing to do. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done it to your own faction? Oh yeah, I do it whenever, all, the <laughs> all the time, all the time, all the time. All is fair in MMO, boys. It's the way it works.
0: <laughs> oh, we—I think we've all done it, and you always get like the the fire staff ball shooting through your body when it's somebody on your own faction <laughs> just giving you the little—I uh, know what you did, and I'm going to make sure you know that I know you know.
1: yeah and you know and every now and then you get the whisper hey mine your own nodes and you know you just kind of smile back or you know just say didn't you know see your name on that one but it's just kind of the way that goes and uh that's just part of the game but you're totally right if you listen to the sound you probably can find yourself a node because it is very loud (laughs) it is loud well that's about it for tonight before we log off we just wanted to say thank you There's a bunch of new people starting to discover the show. We're meeting some new fun people in game. And be sure if you do drop in the game, send us a message. I'm getting friend requests in game. It's it's a lot of fun. So we just want to say thank you to everyone who's picked up the podcast and is getting involved uh, in the Discord and community. We've got a special section for New World. Jump on in, meet some people, make some friends, play some in game time. It'd be great. But if you want to get a hold of me, that is one way you can do it in-game. Or you can also message me in Discord and send me a DM. That's the best way to do it. We're checking that uh, pretty consistently. Besides that, you can find me on Twitter, at RonaldGaming. And a couple times a week when MTB Trigger streams on Twitch, I do jump into chat and just have a good time talking about whatever games we're playing and talking about whatever Trigger's doing on stream. If you have something more formal you'd like to get to us, any sponsorship information or anything like that, send that to xpmedia2020 at gmail.com. That's the business address for all of the XP Media podcasts.
0: And as for me, you can always find me on Twitch, like Ronald said, at twitch.tv forward slash mtbtrigger. I'm on Twitter and Discord as well, always under the handle mtbtrigger and also in the new world game. So if you see me in game, Make sure to throw a uh, fireball or spear or an arrow my way. Let me know that you're near me. That's one of my favorite things to do, actually, is when I see somebody in the guild or a name. I say guild in the company or in game that I know I like to get their attention with fire staff abilities. So shout out to uh, Talon GG, uh, who, for whatever reason, I run into all the time. And I make sure that he knows that I'm shooting fireballs at him (laughs) to catch his attention. So. Uh, shout out there, and and sorry for annoying you while you're stealing my iron nodes, but uh, you're stealing my iron nodes, so I'm gonna make sure you know that I'm around. But uh, other than that, just wanted to say thanks, everybody, and uh, you know, good luck out there. If you have questions about harvesting, or if you have some crazy story, let us know. Or you know, if you're somebody that doesn't find any value in harvesting or gathering at all, we'd love to hear from all sides on this you know, or if there's some question you have, let us know. We'll answer it on the show. But as for for this episode, that's all we've got. Good luck. Hopefully your 2% mining luck yields you all the fey iron in the world. And we'll, uh, we'll see you guys very soon. Thank you.
1: See you guys.